Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. Hello, everybody. Hours to go now. Hours to go until Election Day. Are you ready? Yeah, because it's just hours to go, you might be staring at your phone or at the radio in your car when you're listening to this saying, where in the world are Jason and Jason? Well, they're off. I am Teresa Woodard. I work with Jason Whiteley and Jason Wheeler up at WFAA. And uh, yeah, even though it's hours to go until the election, they have the day off. We need them to be 100% rested and 100% healthy before election day. So we've given them the day and um, you're stuck with me. But don't press pause. Don't give up on me. I think you're really going to like what we have for you today. I think you're really going to like this episode of Yolitics. We're going to take you on a tour of Texas. We're talking to people from pretty much every corner of the state, people who really know what's going on in the world of elections. However, before we get to that, I am going to crack open a beer. Oh, yeah. I know they say it's a bad sign when you drink alone. (laughs) And I'm sitting here in a room by myself drinking alone. But y'all, it's been a week. And I'm afraid it's going to be a long week ahead. So cheers. I've just opened a native Texan Pilsner from Independence Brewing Company down in Austin. I believe it's Austin. Yeah, Austin. Um, If you were with us on our last episode of Yolitics, you know I really screwed up. I didn't have any Texas beer in my fridge. And so I accidentally Californiaed our podcast a little bit. So so hopefully by opening a native Texan pilter, I've redeemed myself a little bit because I am a native Texan. So, um, okay, before we get to the interviews we're going to bring you today, let me just say this. Um, I hope you listen all the way through, but if you don't, here's the most important thing I can say. Vote. Go vote. Participate. Somebody told me this one time, and I'm going to share it with you. Think about your vote as maybe the most equitable thing that you have. Um, My vote matters just as much as the CEO of every Fortune 500 company. Uh, My vote matters just as much as the most, as the richest people in the state of Texas. Um, All of our votes hold equal weight in this statewide race, so participate. Okay, I'm getting off the soapbox now. And we're going to talk about what we're here to talk about, and that's elections. We're going to start this trip across Texas, uh, talking to elections administrators all over North Texas, the Gulf Coast, Central Texas, even down along the border. Um, They're sharing some stories that you might find concerning. They are talking about challenges they face. And we heard one thing echoed from all of them, and that is, where are the people? Because early voting turnout has not been great. Also, we're going to talk about the one part of the state that might keep all of us up into the wee hours of the morning on Wednesday, not Tuesday night, but Wednesday morning. Okay, so let's start down in San Antonio, uh, the elections administrator in Bear County. She's been doing this for 26 years in her specific role for 17 years, and we gave her a call. Jackie Kaladin from Bear County, thanks for giving us a little bit of your time this morning. We appreciate it. My pleasure. 
I think it's a busy time. Something's happening, we've heard. Something is happening. So I'm curious, uh, what's keeping you up at night in these final days? What's sort of weighing on your brain and on your heart? <laughs> well, the mid, obviously, the midterm elections. Um, we have fantastic staff out in the field. Uh, here in Texas, we have 12 days of early voting. So we're in the last four days now. Uh, they've done a fantastic job. But what keeps me up at night is I'm wondering where the voters are. We're having a, a slow turnout. We, we looked at it and, you know, as you plan for an election, you go back to the last like election and that would have been 2018 for us. And so, you know, we add what our growth has been. And here in Bear County, which is the San Antonio area, we've had phenomenal population growth um, here in the last four years when the census hit. And our voter registration numbers are up 11 and a half percent. So logic would say that you take your 2018 numbers, add 11.5 percent. Uh, we're not seeing it. We, we just are not seeing it. We're down about 20 percent from what we saw in 2018. And here in Bear County, our voters love early voting. That's what I was going to ask you next is what are the trends you see? So if people aren't participating in early voting, it makes you wonder if they're going to participate at all. It, it, that's exactly right. That That's where, as you said, what keeps you up at night? Is everybody going to show up at the polls on Tuesday? Again, as, as I had said, Bear County is fantastic for early voting. Historically, in all the years, we normally get 65% of our total turnout in early voting and by mail. And so, you know, the 35% on election day is what we normally see. But today, as we sit here, we're like, surely they're gonna come and vote. We just don't know what, what's holding them up. Why aren't they showing up now? Well, I've got to cross my fingers because it's so important that people actually participate. So I don't want make, to make Tuesday terrible for you, but I want to know that there are big crowds there. But let's talk some numbers. Um, how many polling locations do you have? How many machines do you have counting the vote? How many poll workers do you have versus how many you need? Okay, let's start. Here in Bear County, we have 1.2 million registered voters. As you just heard me say, we embrace early voting. We have 51 early voting sites. And that's up from what we normally have. We usually have about 42. So we have 51 sites for early voting for these 12 days. Then for election day, we have 302 vote centers. And I'm sure you're comfortable with that term. Right. Uh, and vote centers, uh, for the listeners, that means the voters can vote anywhere they want. They don't have to race back to their home precinct. It's the same pattern as early vote. And again, we applied for it with the Secretary of State and we've been doing it for three years. And of those three years, we've seen his, historically again, that 40 to 45% of our election day voters vote outside of their area. So again, we know that's a huge success. Uh, to answer your questions on equipment, we have 2,500 express votes. We're in ESNS County. We have five tabulators for our paper ballots. Uh, right now, uh, even our mail's significantly down. We have about 40,000 applications that we and mail ballots that we've sent out. And so far this morning, we have 21,000 back. 
And so, you know, I, I hope again, we have again, another full week to get those in. And Texas was uh, terrific. They heard us, they heard the election officials that when we said our frustration would hit the day after an election, the day after an election, we would get trays of mail, trays of mail ballots that hadn't been delivered. And we were disenfranchising, especially in a large county like us, you know, three, 400 people. So the legislature graciously <laughs> said that we are able to accept any ballot that is delivered by the post office the day after the election, providing it has a cancel on it that it was mailed before the close of the election. So for us, the election goes on just a little bit longer. Uh, in our 302 poll sites or vote centers, I would say we're looking at about 1,500 people that we've trained workers. And um, as, as we speak now, we're in good shape. Uh, they're, they're, they're willing, they're anxious to come. Uh, again, this is a real high priority election. There's lots of enthusiasm around it. And so come on Tuesday. <laughs> Um, I do want to talk to you about something I, I read about you. Um, I believe in an interview not long ago, you told one of the television stations in, in Bear County, um, we're under attack. That was a quote from you. What did you mean by that? And what's happened? I, <laughs> yes, we are. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it, both sides right now, the rancor, and um, disinformation, misinformation. Um, people have gotten a, and, and I know I'm, it's nothing, I'm not sharing news with you, but with the advent of social media, people now in person seem to be able to bring that emotion right up into your face and make these threats. And it's um, concerning. It, it's concerning. Their threats are coming in in the mail. Um, we're, we're getting them, you know, one-on-one -on -one phone calls. And I had said in that interview, and I've, I've been here a while, and as for the first time ever, I had to instruct my staff that when they have a, a, a very, very disrespectful uh, person on the other end of the phone, when the person is just, I use the phrase out of control. Uh, I've told my staff to say, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't deserve to be spoken to like this. I'm going to end the call. Now, never have I done that before. And that's what we're up against now. How common is it for that to happen? Uh, it's, it's happening a couple, I mean, a couple, 10, 10, 15 times a day. 10 to 15 times a day, you're getting harassing and threatening calls and letters and things like that. Right. From, you know, I mean, it, it, and again, the language, uh, it seems like there's no filters. But uh, for us, my job is to keep my human capital, my staff safe, and to keep the morale up. And just that little bit has empowered them so that they don't have to take that on. Uh, they need to be able to walk out of here at the end of the day, 
tired, but with a smile on their face, knowing they did the best, not being beaten up by people. Do you think your staff feels safe? Yes, yes. I mean, we've made a number of, of, of accommodations here where we have uh, that new phrase that everybody had to learn about hardening the office. Um, we've done a few things here to make that possible. Do you feel safe? Not all the time. Jackie, that's heartbreaking. Yes, um, it is. Because the position that you hold is one of the most critical and one of the most important positions to democracy and to, to protecting our elections in the state of Texas. And to think that the people who are doing these difficult jobs don't feel safe, that, that weighs very heavily on my heart and I'm sure our listeners too. Thank you. It, it, it weighs very hard. It's really tough. It's really, really tough right now. So we just are praying. And as, as we say a lot, we don't wish our lives away. But boy, we wish this were next week <laughs> so that we could be, be at the end. And so, I, you know, I, I don't mean that. Uh, no, I understand. If slight, we could snap, there's a lot of us in the media too. If we could snap our fingers and move ahead to next Thursday, maybe we'd feel a little bit happier. But exactly we, we got to right. go through the hard stuff in order to get to a, a vacation on the end, right? <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> uh, but again, with me being older, I tell people I just wish I could twitch my nose like people. <laughs> exactly. Get those magic <laughs> powers from Samantha. <laughs> oh, well, Jackie, thank you for your time and for being um, for being open with us. Um, Again, thank you for what you do, and we are hoping for smooth sailing that gets us through what could be a very difficult few days, but um, Godspeed to you. Thank you. We appreciate it. So you hear that, and don't you think, who are we? I do. I mean, 10 to 15 threatening calls or letters a day. Y'all, we're better than that. Okay, let's move a little northeast of Bear County. We're going to go up to Bastrop County. And I did check. I checked with the person you're about to hear from on the pronunciation of that because I've heard it different ways. I've heard Bastrop and I've heard Bastrop. She prefers Bastrop County. This is Kristen Miles, the elections administrator in Bastrop County. Um, she told us that the climate is, is different for her where she is as well because, you know, this is just a polarized time. But she says transparency matters. People do have questions, um, I would say more now than they have in, in the past. Um, and just, you know, trying to be as informative as we can to keep people involved in the process. Um, we've updated some portions of our website regarding um, election security and certification process for voting equipment, because there's questions now that we're receiving that we didn't have coming in before. Um, so education is super important um, for us, and we're just trying to do the very best that we can to make sure that everyone has the answers that they need um, and that they can feel confident in the voting process. And how do you counsel those poll workers um, and the people who are face-to-face, -face, you know, out at the precincts with, with voters who might come in um, in a different mood and, and, you know, presenting different challenges than they've ever been faced with? We're really lucky in that Bastrop County has a lot of workers, um, poll workers who've been working for a number of years. Um, some of them have been working for the elections um, department as poll workers longer than I've worked here. Um, and so they're super experienced. Um, we have a lot of new faces coming in because as we see growth, there's just a, um, a need for more for more people. Um, but there's 
they're confident in um, working elections. And I think that helps. Um, we always tell them if they feel like they can handle the situation in the polling location um, without notifying our office that they can do so. Um, if they ever need to call on us for anything, um, we're only a phone call away. Um, so if there's ever a voter that they can't um, handle, they contact our office and we can either speak to the voter over the phone or we can arrive on location um, to try to de-escalate those situations. But we just really haven't had any um, any situations that the poll workers couldn't handle. That's good. So you haven't had to go out and de-escalate anything? No, ma'am. That's very good news. Um, you mentioned growth. I mean, you guys are, are right outside of Austin. I would imagine that uh, the number of registered voters is probably uh, growing up or going up steadily. Um, so where do you guys stand now as far as number of registered voters? Are you growing the number of polling sites? Um, you know, what, what do your numbers look like? Um, so right now um, for this November election, our registered voter counts 56,010 voters. Um, so that's up pretty significantly um, over the past several years. Um, for the first midterm or general election, um, Bastrop County is participating in the countywide polling place mm -hmm. program, allowing a voter to vote at any election day site. Um, that is new for 2022. Um, so the very first election that we participated in that program was the primary this year. Um, previously, voters had to vote in, in their election day location. Um, that's no longer the case. Um, so our polling locations didn't necessarily increase. Um, we actually decreased slightly from the last general election um, because of that allowance for voters to vote anywhere. So some of our locations that were in, say, downtown Bastrop, where there were several locations within a close proximity, um, they've been consolidated to one kind of central location. Um, so we have 17 election day sites and a voter can vote at any of those locations as long as they're a registered voter of Bastrop County. Again, that's Kristen Miles. And she told us that she believes that they will be right on time like they always are, probably having full results maybe around 930 or 10 o'clock. So let's move on to the border. We're going down to Hidalgo County. That's where McAllen is, Mission, Edinburgh. It is also where Governor Greg Abbott has decided to have his watch party on election night. And that's proof of just how much attention is being paid to voters in South Texas. Remember, that's where those three congressional districts are that Democrats hope to hold on to and Republicans are trying to flip. So we're talking to Hilda Salinas. She's the elections administrator in Hidalgo County. And she tells us that even though all these people are paying a lot of attention to this area, she's not really seeing that translate during early voting. She echoed that same thing we told you about earlier. She's asking, where are the people? I have been comparing the numbers in, in voter turnout, and we are a little low. We are lower than previous elections in uh, 2018. Um, and around, you know, this time we did have about, uh, I want to say, you know, 90,000, 90, you know, even more than that. And then um, in 2020, it was, it was pretty much, it was a little bit lower, but, you know, it, it, it was high compared to right now. Um, uh, at this point, we do have 67,000, you know, people that did show up to the polls and, and vote, vote early. 
That is a drop off, most definitely. So are you worried that Tuesday is going to be massive lines or are you just worried that people aren't going to participate this year? Well, at this point, we're encouraging everybody to get out and vote. We do have over 417,000 registered voters in Hidalgo County. So I, I keep on saying, where are you? Where are you? Uh, you know, get out and vote. Uh, I, we have a very informative website, uh, www.hidalgocounty.us forward, forward slash elections uh, with uh, very informational links uh, to where you can find your nearest early voting polling location, your election day polling location, um, as well as your, our sample ballot lookup tool. Uh, we encourage our voters to be informed uh, before they head to the polls. What's the biggest challenge that faces the uh, elections department in Hidalgo County? Um, I do have to say right now is, of course, encouragement. You know, we are encouraging people to get out and vote. Uh, um, I, there is a lot of, of, of information, you know, that is going out to encourage people. Uh, again, you know, uh, having them become, become aware, being informed, you know, do research. Uh, so that way, when they head to the polls, they know and they know who they're going to select. So Hidalgo County doesn't know where the voters are. Nobody seems to know where the voters are. We're going to head up to North Texas now, and we're going to talk to somebody who has been doing this for a very long time. Bruce Sherbet is the elections administrator in Collin County. So now we're going to talk to Bruce Sherbet. He is the elections administrator for Collin County. And, you know, Yolitix has listeners all across the state, really all across the world. So for folks who don't know, Collin County is one county north of Dallas County. It's home to some of those really fast-growing suburbs like McKinney and Allen and Prosper and Wiley. Um, it's where Plano is as well. So, uh, Bruce, you've got a big job on Tuesday night. It's a very big job. Uh, everything's going according to how we would hope it would be, but uh, we know this is going to be a high turnout because uh, uh, of just statistics are showing us that. So how do you prepare for this? I mean, this is something you work all year to get ready for. So how are you feeling going into this? Feel pretty good. We've already voted in this county 135,000 voters. We still have the busiest part of the week uh, ahead of us. So we're looking at probably about a 40% turnout. And, and based on that, uh, just getting your polling places ready, your equipment delivered, your, your workers trained. Uh, there are a lot of things that have to follow in a certain sequence of events, and uh, we feel pretty good about where we are in this process. Okay, let's talk about some of those numbers. How many polling locations do you have on Election Day, and how many machines do you have counting those results? Okay, we have 105 polling places for Election Day. Uh, that's, that's a record. Uh, I think the most we've had before this was 102 since we went to vote centers. So we're well uh, staffed on those. Uh, and, and in terms of just getting ready, we, we have probably 1,500 voting machines out in the field. Uh, we have probably about 700 workers working uh, this election as we're going forward with this. Uh, it's the second highest turnout election you have. So you have to plan accordingly for that kind of turnout. And once those ballots come back to the main tabulating area. Is that how you do it? Do you just have one main tabulating area yep. in Collin County? Yes, correct. We have a central counting station, one place. 
Okay. And how many machines are there counting the ballots once they come back? We have uh, four high-speed counters uh, to count the mail ballot processes. Uh, and we have two servers uh, in our, our uh, central counting station. Those are not connected to the internet. They're, they're standalone right. systems. But uh, we have plenty of horsepower. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so... I know over the course of time, you've been doing this a long time, Bruce, so I'm sure you've had many late nights when it comes to uh, election night, but what are you thinking your Tuesday night's going to be like? I don't know. I tell you, I think we're probably going to be finished about uh, between midnight and one o'clock, uh, but that's uh, that can change. You know, that can change yeah. so just depending on how, how late polling places have to uh, be open to finish up voting all the voters in line at seven. Uh, and sometimes some of our polls are open until 10 o'clock at night, just trying to process those voters that were in line. Uh, it depends. This county is really big on early voting being a lion's share of the turnout. In the presidential election, 93% of our voters had already voted by election day. Uh, it, it, in the last midterm in 18, it's probably closer to 70, 75% of the voters have already voted. So really, you find election day is usually not a problem with congestion, but we'll see if this one's different. 93% taking part in early voting. That is really impressive. I mean, if you're if, if you're worried about lines on election day, that's that's the reason to go vote early, most definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, so have you experienced any surprises during early voting? Anything you didn't foresee happening? No, I, we went back and looked at the last five midterm elections to see if we're seeing any kind of trending so different than what we normally would see in a midterm election. And we're really not seeing that. Now, if you go back four years ago to the most recent one, that was an anomaly. We had a 61% turnout in that election. Uh, you had Cruz Beto at the top of the ticket. So that was really drawing voters in a, a abnormal high way. But when you go back the four previous ones to that uh, midterm elections, you're seeing about a 35 to 40 percent turnout. I'm not seeing anything much different, except for we have 100,000 more registered voters than we did four years ago. Wouldn't you like to see 60 percent plus turnout every election? Uh, wouldn't that be a great indicator of people taking? It would be fantastic. I mean, we have to we have to put this thing on no matter what, if it's a 10 percent turnout or a 100 percent turnout. So it's always nice to see voters participate. Uh, you said earlier, I think you said you had about 700 uh, people working the election. Did you have any difficulty finding folks or recruiting people to come work? Uh, not not initially, but as we get closer to the election day, uh, we're having to fill some vacancies that have come up. And we don't have a lot of them, but uh, it's concerning as an elections administrator when you have a vacancy and you're getting close to elections. Uh, uh, but but I think we're staff where we're, we need to be right now, and we expect that there'll be maybe one or two dropout before then because they have to go out of town or illness or whatever it might be. You just plan on that as part of your normal business. So those vacancies aren't because people start to feel uncomfortable doing it. It's more just unforeseen circumstances in their family lives. That's exactly what it is. I haven't had anyone tell me that uh, they don't want to work because they're afraid or, or anything like that in this county, at least, and knock on wood. Uh, but but it's just more personal reasons if someone has to drop out. I mentioned earlier you've been doing this a long time. How, how many years have you been in the elections business? Uh, over 30 years as an elections administrator, 25 years wow. in Dallas County, two years in Ellis, and I've been here in Collin for seven years. Wow. Seven years? Man. 
gone by fast. Very fast. Yeah. So, you know, how have you seen your job evolve? And and think back to those decades ago when you started. Did you ever think that you would be in a job that would, I mean, clearly elections need to have scrutiny and they need to be transparent. But did you ever think you would be in a job where we would be asking our people afraid to come work and do their job? And, and I would ask you if, if you've ever received any threats or intimidation. I haven't personally received any threats or intimidation, but there are some very aggressive people out there and that we deal with. And I think the biggest challenge we've had uh, in the last year or two is uh, we've had a bunch of open record requests. We've just had, there's been a lot of tension that you can just, it's palatable, you can feel it. Um, more so than I ever remember in the past. So that the, the atmosphere is different. It's more stressful. Uh, and uh, our laws are completely changing uh, almost every session with new laws layering on top of other laws. And uh, it's a challenging position, more so, uh, more so than it was a decade, two decades, or three decades ago. You still like it? Not as much. I don't like it as mm -hmm. much. Uh, if someone were to ask me, and I'll be honest with that, um, uh, because the atmosphere is not not real good sometimes, and uh, we have to we have to plow through it. We have to stay in our lane and just keep doing the best job we can. But um, I liked it before better than I do now. I wish we could get back to a time where you liked it, and as I said, where people wanted to come vote, and and you know we're we're beating down the door every time early voting opened in order to have the right kind of participation. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, thank you for your transparency and your honesty, your candor, Bruce. Um, and what you do is important. So, you know, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. How about that from Bruce Sherbet? He admits he used to like his job a whole lot more than he likes it now. That's kind of sad. Okay, we've saved the granddaddy of them all, Harris County, for last. Harris County is, of course, the biggest of Texas's 254 counties. And there's a chance we're all going to have bags under our eyes and a very late night because of them. Here's the deal. Harris County is using two machines to count votes from... I think it's 782 different polling locations. It's the most precincts in the state. They think it could take six and a half hours or so to tally everything. So Cliff Tatum, the administrator there, um, he says his office has been running different scenarios. And he says, fingers crossed, maybe by 1, 1.30, 2 a.m., they may have their results. Now, why just two machines? Well, Tatum says they actually have a third machine, but they're not going to deploy it until they've run enough quality control checks. We do have the latest equipment from the vendor, and, and we're comfortable and confident that that machine, that that, that equipment will, will tabulate properly. Part of our strategy is to ensure that we've, we're exercising quality control over the devices that are being read into the system. Uh, once we see that we're able to control those particular devices, then we may actually ramp up to a third third reader so that we're actually processing more results uh, than two at a time. But the, but the strategy, the plan right now is to see how two are going. And if we can move those two along at a, at a rapid clip, we may not need the third one. If we need the third one, then we'd be prepared to move in that direction. The third machine is there. Uh, it's a matter of us being comfortable that the quality control is there. So as the manager of Central Count is, is 
ensuring that the readers are doing what they're supposed to do as we're seeing it's going as we plan for it to go then we're likely lead it to lean into the third one and, and get results turning that much faster so the bottom line is if there's a statewide race that is tight we might all be waiting on harris county's results so grab some coffee maybe some whiskey maybe a beer maybe a native texan pilsner from the independence brewing company like i have here all right everybody thanks for listening thanks for going on this tour of texas with me Thanks for hanging out with me as I pinch hit for Whiteley and Wheeler. Um, I'm just going to leave you with one thing. Please go vote. Happy Election Day, everybody. (laughs) 